Antonio Velasquez here, the latest COVID-19 pandemic updates making headlines in the Philippines and across the globe. Five million Filipino families are to be added to the recipients of government cash aid during the quarantine period. Presidential spokesperson Harry Roque says the additional beneficiaries will be included in the first tranche of the social amelioration program. Roque says the original number of beneficiaries was much lower since it was based on an outdated 2015 census. Sa huling pagpupulong ng IATF, eh, ipapatupad po natin yung kagustuhan ni Presidente ng lahat ng nangangailangan ng tulong, magkaroon ng tulong dun sa first tranche ng SAP. Ibig sabihin po niyan, hindi lang 18 million ang makikinabang, dadagdagan pa po natin ng 5 million. Siguro po ito ay um, isang pamamaraan din para humingi ng uh, um, pasensya no, dun sa mga hindi nakatanggap. Um, dahil hanggang ngayon po nadidelay ang release ng first tranche. The wider coverage of the cash aid program comes after several Philippine lawmakers pushed the inclusion of low-income or lower-middle-income groups in the government assistance. Meanwhile, local government units are warned there will be no additional extensions for the distribution period of the financial aid. No more extension. You are given only up to the uh, seven days, no, up to May 7, to finish the distribution. In the meantime, nananawagan po kami sa mga local government units na i-prioritize itong mga left-out families dun sa food packs na kanilang ipinapamahagi. Interior Undersecretary Jonathan Malaya says about 61% of the targeted 18 million families have so far received cash aid ranging from 5,000 to 8,000 pesos. The Philippines can now produce 300,000 sets of personal protective equipment per month. Trade Secretary Ramon Lopez says several local companies have shifted their production to help lessen the country's import requirements. Nakumbinsi natin ang mga ilang manufacturers na to the purpose or sinasabing isi-shift yung ilang mga capacity nila sa pagpuproduce ng mga usual na ginagawa nila. So yung mga dating garment exporters, uh, nag-shift sila ng ilang makina nila at bumili pa ng ibang uh, necessary equipment so that they can produce also the PPEs. And these are medical grade uh, materials with the proper seaming. We have the capacity now, but of course it's still not enough. We've just started. A local association for the IT and BPO industry disputes the government's classification of Philippine Offshore Gaming Operators, or POGOs, as BPOs. IBPAP President and CEO Ray Untal points out that while BPOs are registered with the Philippine Economic Zone Authority or the Board of Investments, POGOs, on the other hand, are registered under the PAGOR. Untal says that while POGOs and BPOs are both offshore operations, the POGOs do this only because gambling is illegal in China. He also says that the IT-enabled jobs BPO companies create have much higher value due to their technical skills. He also says BPOs employ Filipinos while mostly only Chinese nationals work for the POGOs. His clarification comes after presidential spokesman Harry Roque defended the plan to reopen, reopen POGOs as long as they have a tax clearance. Roque claims the POGOs are also BPOs. The National Capital Region Police Office is hoping to help frontliners by donating seized personal protective equipment and alcohol. NCRPO Chief Debold Sina says they will seek the permission of the courts to do so. 
Once given the green light, they will turn over the items to the Philippine Health Department for distribution to hospitals. The items were seized from retailers who were selling them online at more than market price. The NCRPO reported it has arrested a total of 52 retailers who had products worth nearly 9 million pesos. But CNAS clarifies only original and high-quality products will be donated. Yung mga chemists namin sa crime lab ay ipapatest namin yung mga alcohol. At pangalawa, titingnan kung nakasild ba talaga siya, ganun, bago namin po i-recommend na kung pwedeng gamitin. Baka... Meanwhile, the NCRPO has arrested over 39,000 curfew violators. Of that number, over, over 2,700 were detained, nearly 5,000 were fined, while the rest were asked to watch a COVID-19 awareness video before they were allowed to go home. Sina says the crime rate in the region has gone down 67% since the start of the enhanced community quarantine. A Filipino infectious disease specialist says tourist destinations in the Philippines and around the world must make changes in order to become more resilient to pandemics. Dr. Edsel Salvania says the tourism industry must innovate to be able to recover from the impact of the health crisis. Dr. Salvania suggests limiting the number of visitors as well as putting up barriers and constant sanitation of planes and other transport vehicles. He adds all stakeholders in the industry play an important role in staying safe and protected until a vaccine or a cure for COVID-19 becomes available. Most of the people in the industry and the tourists themselves uh, who have to be invested in protecting themselves, protecting their customers, because um, you know you can legislate as much as you want, uh, but you also need cooperation from the population. And so I think those will go hand in hand uh, in ensuring that we can restart our tourist industry in a safe and responsible manner and make it more sustainable and more resilient uh, for this and for future epidemics. If we make these long-term changes, then it makes it more resilient for the future so that we don't have to shut down as drastically as we have uh, now. Um, and so the impact will, can be mitigated for future outbreaks. Philippine Senator Sunny Angara has tested positive again for COVID-19. Angara had recovered from the disease last month, but he revealed that a new swab test showed he was positive. He was in the hospital to donate blood plasma for a second time. His wife, Tutsi, tested negative. Angara's doctor says he may no longer be infectious and that the latest positive result could only be due to remnants of the virus in his body. Senator Angara says he will stay home and will only attend Senate sessions through teleconferencing. He also told ANC he does not have any symptoms. Before you are cleared to donate your plasma, Tony, you do an antibody test and then you have to wait uh, usually the next day. They give you the go signal whether you're cleared to donate. Yeah. And I thought that uh, went well the first time. I had the antibodies, so they let me donate the plasma. And this time I was about to donate again and I did that uh, test but the next day the doctor said uh, you know we're, we're not we're a little confused with the results we see antibodies but at the same time there's also signs of an infection so mm -hmm. they said you better take the swab test which is what they which is the usual test for for COVID and yeah. after na yun na natin yung results na positive ulit so uh -huh. the doctors are saying baka remnant ito nung first uh, nung first uh, original virus 
Meanwhile, another senator who had been infected, Senator Coco Pimentel, has been cleared of the virus after his latest swab test turned out negative. The United Nations High Commissioner for Refugees is calling on the Philippine government to include vulnerable communities in its COVID-19 response. The UNHCR representative to the Philippines, Shinji Kubo, notes that in the Philippines, displacement of residents continue across the country's southern region of Mindanao. Kubo says a new batch of over 26,000 individuals have been forced out of their homes due to armed conflict and other disasters. Over 360,000 individuals, roughly 78,000 families in Mindanao, remain forcibly displaced because of uh, security incidents, um, the conflict, natural disasters. I am not aware of any particular statistics uh, about the IDB communities affected by the, the, the COVID-19 uh, infections. Mm -hmm. But I think uh, we need to work very, very fast to make sure that these communities will be free and without delay covered by the government responses. There are now over 1 million people who have recovered from COVID-19 across the globe. That's according to the latest tally of the Johns Hopkins University. Confirmed infections around the world are now at more than 3.3 million, while the death toll stands at over 238,000. The World Health Organization warns countries to not to let their guard down as COVID-19 remains a global health emergency. The COVID-19 crisis has illustrated that even the most sophisticated health systems have struggled to cope with the pandemic. WHO has grave concerns about the potential impact the virus could have as it starts to accelerate in countries with weaker health systems. And those were the latest. I'm Tony Velasquez. For more updates, you can subscribe to our ANC YouTube channel, like us on Facebook, and follow us on Twitter.